0: Ruth and James Jones live in West Virginia, and they love their grandkids.
1: Uh, my little granddaughter, who's just turned 10, mm-hmm. I've had her since she was one.
2: And um, so you're you're not working at this point?
1: No, I am retired, medically retired, because I have MS. Mm-hmm. And he works part-time, mm-hmm. because during the day, he has to take care of his elderly mother.
2: So you, you all are both taking care of? Two generations below you and one
3: generation above, above. So that's yeah. a lot on your shoulders. Yes. <laughs> diapers to the
2: pants. <laughs> <Diapers> to- <laughs> right. Two different kinds of diapers. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ruth and James are talking to Yeganet Torbati, who has been reporting in West Virginia in the last few days.
2: I'm an investigative reporter on the economics team at The Washington Post. I'm in West Virginia because right now the senator that represents West Virginia, Joe Manchin, is playing a pretty pivotal role in the
0: debates over President Biden's economic agenda. Part of that economic agenda is this child tax credit, monthly payments to families to help out with their children. This year, the government expanded that tax credit. But Senator Manchin thinks that money is too much for too many people. It's one reason that he's reluctant to support Biden's economic plan right now, and in part, why the plan can't move forward. And for the people in Manchin state, continuing to get that money could be everything.
1: We're blessed. Okay. We make ends meet with what we have. Mm-hmm. But the, as the kids are growing, of course we need more money. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, then if they, I don't know, if they take his child tax income, because that really helps us every month. Mm -hmm. That puts more money in here in case the kids need something, we can go get it. Mm -hmm. But without that, I don't know.
0: From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. I'm Martine Powers. It's Tuesday, October 24th. Today, when political negotiations collide with the realities on the ground, we're diving deep into this one policy that's in contention and how it's changing the political calculus for Joe Manchin.
2: Joe Manchin is one of 50 Democrats in the Senate and Given that really razor-thin margin that Democrats have, every single senator's vote is important to passing President Biden's really ambitious economic agenda made up of all sorts of different social safety net programs. And Senator Manchin is a centrist. He's a moderate Democrat. He and another centrist moderate Democrat, um, Senator Kirsten Sinema of Arizona have been playing a really important role because their votes are so necessary to passing this agenda. And they've been wielding that power in order to get what they want. And their critics would say they've been um, using that power to water down President Biden's agenda.
0: And what has Manchin been saying publicly about this piece of legislation that the Biden administration is trying to make happen?
4: I've been very clear when it comes... to to who we are as a a society, who we are as a nation, and why we are still the hope of the world. I don't believe that we should turn our society into an entitlement society. I think that we should still be a compassionate, rewarding society.
2: The reporting suggests that he thinks that the $3.5 trillion plan that President Biden wanted to get passed, that he thinks that is too large and that he would like to see some major cuts to a lot of those programs and also some major changes to how some of those uh, economic programs are structured and who they would benefit.
4: And we will continue. This is going to take time to get this done. Getting it done quickly is not going to benefit anybody. So let's make sure that we do it and do it right.
0: And when you're talking about things that he wants to see cut from that, what is on the table for him as things that he wants to see cut? Well, one of
2: the big things that was reported um, over the last week or so is his opposition to um, President Biden's pretty signature climate change plan, the Clean Electricity Plan. And then, you know, news has emerged over the last couple weeks of some changes that um, Joe Manchin wants made to the expanded child tax credits in return for his vote to continue that child tax credit in some form, he wants some pretty strict requirements put in place.
0: So before we get into that, I would love to hear a little bit more about the child tax credit, what it does and why it has become such an important part of the Biden agenda.
2: Sure. So the child tax credit um, has a history of actually bipartisan support. And basically, it sort of gives a little bit of a financial break to families with children. However, the way that it was structured um, up until pretty recently actually excluded some of the poorest children in America from the full benefits of that credit because their parents didn't make enough money. And so the Biden administration and Congress decided this year to expand that child tax credit and the changes that they made actually opened that the credit's full benefits to some of the poorest children in America. And it also increased the amount of money that families could get as as a result of having children. That has played a pretty interesting and important role in reducing child poverty in, in the United States, according to researchers, because some of the other changes that were made, also made the credit something that families received each month in their bank accounts as opposed to at the end of the year. And so it became something that
0: families can rely on. So how much money are we talking about that these families are receiving? If you're eligible for the
2: full amount of the child tax credit, that number went up from $2,000 a year to $3,600 a year for a child under the age of um, six. And for children older than that, it's $3,000 a year. So if, you know, you're a four person family with two kids, I mean, you are receiving up to, you know, $600 a month, as long as your income is under a certain level, which is actually like a pretty high level, like, you know, middle class families are eligible for the full scope of the child tax credit. So it really uh, is making a difference in families' budgets.
0: So what does Senator Manchin want to see change? Like, why does he think that there is a problem with how these tax credits are are structured?
2: Senator Manchin views himself as a moderate.
4: Well, I support child tax credits. I sure am trying to but help the, the children. But the expansion Let, that let's is— Let's talk about this before you start saying, this is going to be permanent this and that? Yeah. Let's see how we're doing. Let's make sure that we're getting it to the right people. Let's make sure the people— on poverty. And
2: when it comes to the child tax credit in particular, I mean, he made some comments uh, last month about, you know, the fact that if children are going to receive it, I'm in favor of that, but don't you think that the parents should work in order to receive that credit? We're not having anything about need-based. We're
4: not doing any type of that. And first of all, child tax credits, think about this. If it's child tax credit, you want to help the children and the parents that are basically providing for those children. There's no work requirements whatsoever. There's no education requirements whatsoever for better skill sets. Don't you think if we're going to help the children that the people should make some effort?
2: Some folks would say in response, well, even if that's the case, you know, children should not pay the price for their parents necessarily not being able to get a job or not wanting to get a job. That shouldn't consign these children to living in poverty. So what we saw reported from Axios earlier this month was that Senator Manchin reportedly has told the White House that he wants pretty strict work requirements put in place, as well as a $60,000 cap on income for parents receiving the child tax credit, which is drastically lower than the cap is right now. And what we don't know is exactly what those work requirements that he's asking for would look like, like how many hours parents would have to work. You know, would both parents in a family have to be working? I should say we've reached out to Senator Manchin's office for um, some more details and for their comment. And um, as of right
0: now, we haven't heard back. So you have been looking more closely at the child tax credit and how it plays out in Manchin's own state. Can you talk a little bit about what you've been focusing on and why?
2: Yeah, we decided to take a look at, you know, how how is the child tax credit playing out close to Manchin's home in in West Virginia, where he's from and where he was governor and, you know, whose voters have elected him to the Senate. Um, and we found some really interesting things. I mean, West Virginia is um, a fairly poor state and the child tax credit, because it is the same amount, you know, across the country, it has a bigger impact per capita and, and, and com, you know, comparative to a state's GDP in some of the poorest states, including West Virginia.
0: Can you describe a little bit about where you went in West Virginia to ask people about their feelings about the child tax credit?
2: Uh, it's sort of really hilly, beautiful area. Um, Kind of lots of farmland, lots of cows grazing. My first stop was sort of the Charleston area. And then I have spent my recent days in kind of more northern West Virginia, a little bit outside of Morgantown. No, we're not. Uh, Well, thank you both so much for your time. So I'm not sure how much Bonnie mentioned about the story that I'm working on or sort of what it's... I spoke to Ruth and James Jones, and these are grandparents in their 60s they are raising their two grandchildren. Ruth Jones, she has MS, she has multiple sclerosis, so she can't work, and she does a lot of the child care, takes care of the kids, gets them ready for school each day. And then James Jones works part-time at Applebee's. He's a cook. And then also he takes care of his mother as well, who lives two doors down from them.
4: It's not like we're, we're, we're going to be rich or we're going to be, you know, well-to-do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You
4: know, this is necessary money to take care of things that... Need to be taken, yeah, care, yeah, of. Be taken yeah. care of. Yeah, be taken care of.
0: And what did they have to say about the role that Manchin has taken in trying to make it more difficult for some people to get this child tax credit?
2: You know, they follow this debate really closely. When I was visiting them, um, CNN was on and um, Elizabeth Warren was being interviewed. And there was sort of news headline along the bottom um, talking about President Biden potentially lowering the amount of his economic package in order to um, get Manchin and Cinema on board. And they voted for Senator Joe Manchin, um, you know, to be senator. And I'd say they're they are they're pretty disappointed in the role that he's playing.
4: We want Manchin to take a little bit more active role as, in protecting us as far as West Virginians.
2: Because
4: mm-hmm. we're not, you know, we're we are not a bunch of deadbeats. We're, you know, no, we've we, we, we worked for our living.
2: And they're doing everything they can to provide for their family. You know, the credit helps them. Pay for everyday things. One of their um, kids is a senior in high school, and there's a lot of expenses that come with that his cap and gown.
1: So now we got to worry about getting ready for college.
2: And you said earlier that you had even refrained from getting some of the medicine that you needed.
1: Yeah, because I, you know, when they send these packets home for graduation, mm-hmm. there's a deadline. Mm-hmm. So you got to either pay them or pay on them. Mm-hmm. So it kind of threw me short this time, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I'm going to be all right.
2: I'll be all right. In the past, to pay for some of those things, um, they've had to skip out on Ruth's MS medications. And this child tax credit for them means that they don't have to choose between those two things.
0: What were some of the other things that you heard from people that surprised you in terms of how people have found these payments important or helpful?
2: Yeah, I talked to one family in Preston County, Molly Gank and her husband. um, They have three small children, a three-year-old boy and two um, seven-month-old twins. Her husband, Chris, lost his job a few years ago in manufacturing, and he's been taking care of the children, and she's a teacher and they have used their child tax credit to pay for just basic things like firewood.
1: we bought three loads so far, and then you brought in one load from the woods. So the truckloads are $75, right? Um,
2: and that will get them through the winter, they think. Um, they'll, they know they'll be able to heat their home.
1: If we want the playroom or the bedrooms to be warm, that requires extra fans or blowers or something.
2: They made some preemptive repairs on their car um, because the roads around their area are pretty rough. They were able to do those repairs before they'd reached a crisis point because they had that extra
0: cash. And were they worried about near-term future, where that money stops coming in because of the changes to this legislation?
2: Absolutely. I mean, even the Joneses. So um, James Jones is working part-time at the Applebee's at the same time. You know, he's well into his 60s. Ruth is also in her early 60s. These are not some of the prime candidates for jobs that workplaces are necessarily looking for. And they had a lot of doubts that they would be able to fulfill any sort of strict work requirement. So, yeah, they were very worried. Um, I'd say um, Molly Gank and her family were very worried because, you know, her husband um, lost his job three years ago and there are not that many jobs in that part of West Virginia. And you know their other big struggle is childcare. So even if their her husband was able to find another job, they need to find childcare for t- you know two twin boys um which is extremely expensive. Um and is an hour away from their kind of rural area. So, you know these work requirements May look good in theory, but in, in practice, there's just so many um, considerations that these families have to go through to make it work.
0: After the break, we mine the mystery of Mansion's motivations. We'll be right back.
3: This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. MonarchMoney.com slash podcast.
0: You know, one thing that I feel like I hear from Joe Manchin pretty frequently is this idea that, look, I am the senator for West Virginians first, that I care more about people who voted for me than I care about the rest of the country and I'm gonna vote for what's best for my home state. So in some ways it sort of surprises me to hear that so many people in the state are really dependent on this tax credit and really fearful about a future without it. And yet Manchin is advocating to limit it um, in a way that might be harmful for his constituents.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, we we didn't do a scientific poll of West Virginians. So I, you know, I can't say kind of what a majority would think, but you know, it is a very, it's a pretty poor state and it's um, suffered from the opioid epidemic. It's suffered from the downturn in the coal industry. Um, you kind of see that as you drive around, you can see pretty clearly um, the the poverty here. And so, you know, these are, these are folks, at least the ones that I spoke with who are not spending this money on um, a lot of big extras. It was always very basic things. Um, you know, repairing the bathtub, repairing the garbage disposal, buying the firewood, doing the car repairs, Um, just pretty everyday basic things that every family has to face. Um, And they were very, very clear about the need for this tax credit in their lives. And I should say also, um, one thing that kind of came across in at least some of these interviews is even among people who had voted for Joe Manchin, just the feeling that they felt like he was disconnected from their problems, mm. that he didn't quite understand where they were coming from. And they felt like they were being tarred with this brush of, you know, people who are receiving public assistance. They sense a kind of distrust of people who are in their situation. And especially Molly Gank, she said, you know, I feel like people who are leaders should should trust the people that they are leading.
0: What is your sense of why Manchin is so focused on reducing the scope of this tax credit and also reducing the money in total in this piece of legislation that Biden is trying to pass? Like, politically, why does Manchin feel it's important to start pulling back the kind of outer limits of what is going to be provided?
2: Well, look, I mean, um, until like fairly recently, let's say the last two decades or so, like West Virginia was a Democratic state, elected a lot more Democrats at a state level. And that's changed pretty quickly. And Manchin's kind of like the last guy standing. And I think he sees sees Republicans and maybe Republican orthodoxy and policy in very different ways than um, certainly progressive Democrats and even maybe um, someone like Joe Biden. And And also, like, I mean... You know, until pretty recently, like a lot of Democrats agreed with Joe Manchin when it came to work requirements. I mean, we've kind of only just now exited the, this period of, you know, welfare reform and the idea that there should be um pretty strict means testing for different social benefits. Um I, I'd say the mainstream of the Democratic Party has changed its views pretty quickly on that over the last few years. I think Covid helped that happen. Um, Because so much aid went out so quickly to such a wide swath of people. And it seems like from his recent statements that Senator Joe Manchin has not changed his views on the idea that only certain people should get benefits from the state.
0: So when we think about what is motivating Manchin in all of this, I think it is important to recognize, I mean, he is the 50th senator from a state that nowadays is electing mostly Republicans. And I wonder how much of what he's doing is a thinking about what is going to be appealing to more conservative Democrats or even some conservatives in his home state thinking that it is good for Democrats for him to continue to be reelected, but also how much of him just wants to be the Democrat who in some ways is standing in the way of Biden getting everything he wants, that he wants to demonstrate that he's independent, that he's not just like a stooge for Biden and that this is one way to do that.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really potent part of his political message. And it is Part of the way and part of the secret of him continuing to get elected in a very conservative state. And I think he um, feels that he is probably reining in some of the excesses of the left wing of his party. You know, there's a sense in which Senator Manchin's stance on this issue actually may endanger him among some of his own voters. And the Joneses are an example of this. I mean, Ruth and James Jones voted for Senator Manchin, they voted for uh, President Joe Biden, and they had some sympathy um, for Joe Biden. They said, that Ruth told me that, you know, sort of said this next part in jest, but there was something behind it. She said that, um, I asked if she voted for Joe Manchin, and she said yes, but next time it's going to be John Doe.
1: And I'm assuming you voted for President Biden as well. You got that right. And he's trying, bless his heart, but he's up against a brick wall right there.
2: What do, you, what do you wish that um, Democrats in charge, whether that be Senator Manchin or the Biden administration, um, what do you wish they knew about your situation and maybe about how the child tax credit has affected your lives?
3: Um, it, the struggle is real. The struggle is real. You know, these are not just numbers. These are people.
1: The American people are struggling. And they're there by us voting for them mm-hmm. to take care of us. Mm-hmm. So they need to understand right now America's struggling mm-hmm. and the pandemic is not making anything any better. Mm-hmm.
0: Yegana Torbati is an investigative reporter on the economics team at The Post. The story was produced by Rena Flores and mixed by Ted Muldoon. There is of course another Democratic senator standing in the way of President Biden's plan. That is Kirsten Cinema of Arizona. The political realities of these two senators look very different. Cinema is from a fairly blue state. So a lot of Democrats are asking, what is her deal? Why isn't she supporting this big legislative push from the leader of her party? That is something that we are going to be taking a look at on the show in the coming weeks. Until then, that's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. The kind of reporting that we do is only possible because of our subscribers. Right now, you can try The Post for just a dollar a week, which gets you unlimited access to everything we publish. Learn more at WashingtonPost.com slash subscribe. I'm Martine Powers. We'll be back tomorrow with more stories from The Washington Post.